Hello, and welcome to the Crossway Christian Church Podcast. We are a church who wants to practice the way of Jesus together. If we can help you in any way, let us know. And be sure to check out our website at crosswaycc.org. Now let's get back to the podcast. There's a strong chance that you are here today as a result of someone's prayer. Now, who was it that prayed for you? Maybe it was a person, maybe it was a parent, a friend, a loved one. Who was that person or those people that prayed for you that as a result of their prayer, you are here today? I'm certainly here as a result of my parents' prayer. My parents started praying for me ever since I was in the womb. My mom even prayed that I would be a pastor. Now, fast forward 30 years, in their wildest dreams, they would have never thought that someone born in India would be a pastor here out of the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire, where, man, it's freezing cold. It feels like the North Pole sometimes. We're shoveling out snow to get here, and God has a sense of humor. So I'm certainly here as a result of my parents' prayer. I grew up in a house where we prayed every single night. We had Bible study. Some nights were better than others. We, we would read scripture, and we would generally read a, a Bible story, and then we would say, what are the things that we've learned through it? And then after that would come the time for prayer. And, you know, just like any brothers and sisters would do, we would argue that, no, it's not my turn to pray tonight. It's your turn. It's your turn. And finally, someone would pray. But then after that, we had this practice where we would quote scripture, specifically Psalm 23. And that has been near and dear to my heart. We would do that. After that, we would have a time of, of song, and then we would go to sleep, hopefully, So what happened is that last week, Pastor Dave Ripper was sharing with us that we are a congregation, we are a diverse congregation where a lot of languages are represented. And I'm so glad that we are a church, a congregation where we have a lot of diversity. Now, I grew up speaking Hindi, and I quoted the Psalm 23 in my language. So I want to quote the first three verses in Hindi today for you. It went like this. Yehovah mera charwaha hai. Mujhe kuch ghati na hogi. Vah mujhe hari hari charayo mein bethata hai. So we would say this, we would pray, and we would go to sleep. Now, a prayer has been a huge part of my life, but not just my life, Katie's life too, my wife. And she would tell you that after she got married to me, she, her prayer life has gotten better because that was the only way to survival with me. <laughs> she had to pray a lot. So I'm glad that both of us were raised in a house where prayer was very important. Today we're here as part of our series called Prayer Life. And we're talking about different ways on how people pray. And today we're going to talk about the gospel way of prayer. Now the gospel way is experiencing the good news of Jesus in everyday life. But out of that comes the gospel way of prayer. And there are three ways that we can pray this gospel prayer. The first part of the gospel prayer is that we just rejoice. We lift the name of God high because of what Jesus has done for you and for me. 
The second part of this gospel prayer is that we quote scripture back to God. And the third part of the praying this gospel prayer finally is praying for the salvation of others, that others will get saved. But before we get into the message, it is so important to have the right image of God. Some people think that God is this God who is this far distance, far off distant guy who doesn't care for us. That is not true. Some people might think that God is this divine genie. As the genie would say, all you got to do is rub that lamp. (laughs) At least I got one laugh. But that's not true. Many people teach this health and wealth gospel that if you accept Jesus, all your problems will go away. That is false teaching. That is not the right image of God. Some people might think of God as this shark. You know, I I grew up watching Jaws and I had PTSD. It was bad. I thought that this shark would jump out of the the faucet and and get me from the shower. I, I really had trouble taking showers after watching that movie. Now, some people might think that God is this kind of God where he's trying to just, he's out there trying to get you. That's not the right image of God either. But this is the image that we need to have of God. This is the right image. He is our good shepherd. He holds us closely to his heart. He is the good shepherd who lays down his life for you and for me. He knows my name. That is the right image. And so with that image, let's open our Bibles to Psalm 23. That's where we are going to be today. Psalm 23. One of my favorite psalms. So the first part of the gospel prayer is that we pray and we lift up praises to God. Prayers of gratitude for what he has done for you and for me through Jesus. The Bible tells us that Jesus is our good shepherd. Jesus himself said that I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. This is good news. This is great news. This great news causes millions and millions of people to gather all around the world, just like we are here today. There are people all across the world, in villages, in cities, in metropolitans, gathering to lift up the name of Jesus. No matter how good we are, no matter how perfect we try to be on our best day, we will still mess up, and that is what separates us from God. And God knew that we wouldn't be able to save ourselves, and in his great plan, he sent his one and only son to die for you and for me, so that we can have eternal life. This is great news. Our good shepherd, he knows our name. He cares for us. He knows He knows me personally. He knows my name. He knows the hair on my head. Even though the hair is is getting less and less as I grow older, he knows the number of hair that I have on my head. He is the great, great shepherd. He knows my anxieties. He knows my weaknesses. He knows all my sins. He knows my deepest, darkest secrets. Yes, he does. But still this good shepherd chooses to love me. This is great news, and this should cause us to stop and just lift up prayers 
of gratitude, prayers of praise for what God has done for you and for me through his son, Jesus. Amazing grace, we sing that song. Amazing grace, how sweet that sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. This amazing grace, this gospel, this good news should cause us to stop and to lift up prayers of praise every single day. So that's the first part of our gospel prayer. The second part of the gospel prayer is quoting scripture. We have to quote scripture. The Bible isn't just meant to be read, as Pastor Mark Batterson said. The Bible is supposed to be prayed through. We pray through the scriptures. It's not just supposed to be read as a Bible study. We should listen to the word of God, open it, meditate on it, and see what this word is saying to you and to me. We should personalize this word of God. This, this gospel, this, this scripture is a personal, powerful word of God himself. And we meditate on it. And we quote scripture back to God. Now, if you're here and if you forget every single thing that I say, I want you to please, please get this practice of quoting scripture to God. So we're going to do this together. And we don't have to close our eyes. We can, we can pray with our eyes open and we can meditate. So as I model this verse by verse, I would love for you to also have time of silence to meditate on these passages. So we're going to start in, in verse 1, Psalm 23, where the writer says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I lack nothing. And so my prayer might be that, thank you, God, for being my shepherd. Thank you, Jesus, for being my good shepherd who laid down his life for me. Thank you, Jesus, that you know my name, that you know my name personally. Thank you. You know my anxieties, you know my weaknesses, you know my sins, yet you still love me and you hold me close to your heart. Thank you, Jesus, that in you I lack nothing. Forgive me, Jesus, for the times where I complain too much and I focus on the things that I don't have. Now take some time, look at the screens, and look at the passage, and in your words, take some time to meditate on this scripture and pray this scripture back to God. Amen. The psalm writer continues, he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. So my prayer back to God might be, God, thank you so much for making me lie down and making me stop. Thank you, God, when I want to run 90 miles an hour that you make me stop. Thank you, God, that you are a God who only goes three miles an hour. Help me to be 
a three mile an hour kind of guy, God. Sorry for the times when I just try to go on my pace. Thank you for making me stop. When life seems so dull, especially here in New Hampshire, God, when it's all so gloomy and there's no sunshine, thank you for bringing me to church so I can feel like I'm at a green pasture. Thank you so much for the people. Thank you so much for your church, God. Thank you for leading me besides quiet waters. There's so much noise in this world, God. There's so much noise, so much negativity. Thank you for leading me besides quiet waters. Thank you. Now, in your own words, take some time to, to meditate on these words of God and pray Think of times where God has made you lie down in green pastures. Think of times when he's led you to quiet waters and pray. Amen. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. What a great word. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So I might say something like this. God, thank you so much for restoring my soul. When life is so hard, when calamities come, I can still say it is well with my soul because of you, God. Thank you for guiding me. Thank you for leading me with your word. I'm so grateful that I have the very words of God right here, the Bible. This is so powerful. Thank you for your word. Thank you that it guides me, it leads me. Thank you that your righteousness is counted as my righteousness, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for making me be your light to glorify you and your name. Now think of times in your own lives where God has refreshed your soul, where even in hard times, times of loss, you've said, it is well with my soul because of God. Think, think about times where he's led you to the right paths for his name's sake. Think of those times and meditate on these words. Amen. Amen. Even though I walk through the darkest of valleys, I will fear no evil. For you, God, for you, God, are there with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God, thank you so much for being there with me in the hardest, deepest, darkest valleys of my life. I think about the time when I was laid off. Father, you were there with me. Father, I think about the time when 
my wife was asked to get an abortion and the doctor said that there's no other way to, for your baby to be saved, but you saved our baby. Thank you for being with us in those darkest valleys. Thank you, God, that when people have said mean, negative things against me, that you are there with me. Thank you, God, for protecting me with your rod like a shepherd would protect his own sheep from the attacks of the wild beast. Thank you, God, that your staff comforts me in times where I don't know where else to seek comfort from. Thank you, God. Now, in your own words, think about times where you've gone through the darkest of valleys in your life, and God has been there with you. He has protected you, and meditate on these words. Amen. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Thank you, God, for preparing a table for me. Just, just as a shepherd would lead his sheep to these flat plains in a hilly country, thank you so much for bringing me to a table where I can find rest, where I can find joy, where I can find peace and comfort. Thank you so much for your word that feeds me. Thank you that even when people have said bad, harsh things to my face or behind my back, that you have been there with me. Thank you for anointing my head with your oil, Father. Thank you. My cup overflows. Sometimes, Father, when my cup is just running on empty and it feels like I'm running on fumes, you are the one who fills my cup so that I can overflow with your love, with your joy, with your peace, with your goodness, with your kindness, Lord. Thank you. Now, in your own words, Think about how God has prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Think about how he's anointed your head with oil. Think about the times when you just feel like you are running on low and your cup is just empty and he's filled your cup. Think about those words and meditate on them. Amen. And finally, he writes, Surely goodness will, and love will f follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God, no matter how hard life gets, your goodness always follows me. No matter how tough situation, situations get, you are always there. Your goodness is always there. Your people are always there. Your church is always there. It always follows me.
Thank you, God, that I can come in your house and worship you freely. In a, in a time and place where so many countries cannot worship you, I am so glad that I have the freedom that I can come here and I can worship you and lift your name high. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you. Thank you for giving me a taste of eternity. This is what heaven is going to be like. We're going to be worshiping you, God, one day in heaven forever and ever. And I'm so glad that you give me a chance to come here and to experience a glimpse of eternity. Thank you, God, for that. I cannot wait, God, to be with you forever and ever one day. Thank you that you, with your own hands, are preparing a place even right now for me. Who am I that you would do that, God? Thank you for preparing a place for me, and I can't wait to be with you in heaven forever and ever. Now think of times where goodness, where God's goodness and love have, have followed you. Think about the house of the Lord. Think about the time that you are going to be in heaven one day and meditate these words back to God. Amen. Amen. So gospel prayer, we pray, we praise God, we lift his name high because of what Jesus has done for you and for me. We do that. But we also quote scripture back to God. He has given us his own words and we meditate on it. We listen to it. We pray through it. And finally, we pray for the salvation of other people. We want others to be saved. Remember how I asked you the question that you're probably here because of someone's prayer? Now think about who that person might be or who those people might be that might sit next to you in these chairs as a result of your prayers. Think about those people. It is so important to pray for the salvation of other people. Prayers are very powerful when we pray on behalf of other people. Lorraine Olson, who attends here, she's like an adopted grandmother to me. She went through a very difficult time in her life. And during that difficult time, there was a group of women that came around her and prayed for her and called her to the Bible study. And through the prayers of all these women... Lorraine finally gave her life to Jesus, and she was so excited. She was thrilled, but that wasn't enough. She started praying for her husband, who did not know Jesus, and she prayed and prayed and prayed for 20 years. She tried all the tricks. She tried nagging him. That didn't work. She tried putting scriptures and, and different books in different places, hiding him so that he might read it. That didn't work. And after 20 years, finally, God said to her that, Lorraine, stop it. You need to give it up to me. You need to give up the control. And Lorraine finally gave up the control. And, and then after that, she prayed for 10 additional years that, that Dave might be saved. And finally, after 30 years of prayer, Dave was saved, and he came to know the Lord. Now, six months ago, 
Dave passed away and he went on to be with the Lord. But one day, Lorraine has this hope that she will be in heaven with Dave forever and ever because of their faith in Jesus. Now, you might see a result right now if you pray for someone. It might take years and years to pray, and you might see a result 30 years later. And you might pray and pray, and sometimes you might just see the result when you're in heaven one day with the Father. As Lorraine would say, her advice would be to never, never, never quit, never give up, continue to pray, keep on praying for that person in your life. Never give up, never give up the trust. God will come through. So the gospel way of prayer is to pray prayers of praises because of what Jesus has done for you and for me through his son, our good shepherd, Jesus. We pray those prayers. Secondly, we pray the scriptures. We quote the scriptures back to God. We meditate on his words. And finally, we pray for the salvation of others. We never quit. We never give up. We pray and we let God do his thing. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we come to you and we thank you for all the blessings. Father, thank you so much for your word that you have challenged us today through Psalm 23. Father, I pray that you would help us to just pray prayers of praises for what you have done through the good shepherd in our life. It's not about religion, God, anymore. It's about believing in you because you've already done everything. That your righteousness counts as our righteousness. Help us to lift up prayers of praise for that. Father, help us to quote scripture back to you. Thank you so much for your word. Help us to meditate on it day and night. And Father, help us to pray for that friend, that family member, that co-worker who does not know you. Help us to pray and just give it up to you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of prayer. We thank you for this church. I pray that you bless every single person here. I pray all these things in Jesus' wonderful and resurrected name. Amen.